If you've grown up in the United States, you have in one way or another been influenced by Christianity in your daily life. From our schools doing the Pledge of Allegiance, our money says in God we trust, our laws, and many of our family members too. As a country that was founded on the principle of keeping religion separate from the government, we obviously see how far we are from that and really always have been. Studies show that people are ready for change. 63% of Americans, 6 out of 10, say churches and other houses of worship should stay out of politics. When did it become okay to create policy based on personal religious preference? Recently, a law was passed in Arkansas that states a rapist can sue his victim if she chooses to have an abortion. Let that sink in. We're living in times where religious views are an active threat to women and minorities. Studies also show that millennials are identifying less and less with structured religion. As someone who has a partner who was raised in a Christian family, I know it wasn't until she left the church that she started to love herself more. Not having to hide and be ashamed of being gay because a group of people said that's not right in their eyes. We are a part of a very open-minded and groundbreaking generation. We all know someone who has dabbled in different variations of what it's considered to be normal. Maybe it was even you deciding to embrace being different. Today, we are diving into something considered taboo by many, Satanism. I think we've all mostly heard it from a one-sided perspective, from family and especially the media who have helped to create a distorted view that has led to wrongfully convicted felons during the satanic panic. This famous panic stemmed from the Memphis Three case, where three young men were wrongfully accused and convicted of murdering three boys as a part of a satanic ritual. DNA evidence later proved they were not at the crime scene, yet the panic continued. The Satanic Temple, an organization only just recognized as a religion in 2019 in a fight for religious equality, has committed their efforts to promoting the true mission behind Satanism, which is questioning authority. From women's rights to social and racial equality, they aren't what you think they are. Sending prayers isn't enough for the climate of our reality today. We need activists, which in many ways is what Satanism stands for. The story of Adam and Eve is one of the earliest acts of questioning authority and wanting more knowledge, which was considered to be a devilish act in the Bible. Why is it that we fear someone dressed with black makeup and dark clothes, but don't question religions that have helped to hide child brides, pedophiles, and heinous acts that are almost too unspeakable to mention? To be a proud Christian, you have to be willing to acknowledge the past and the present, the injustice and the hypocrisy, and commit to making it about personal salvation as opposed to controlling other people's personal decisions. If this topic makes you feel uncomfortable, that's great because being uncomfortable leads to learning something new that you may otherwise have ignored or shut out. And if 2020 has shown us anything is that we must work through our own views and our beliefs and be willing to see others for what we all are, human. So it's time to bite into the apple of knowledge and welcome Renee from the Satanic Temple to the show. So my role is I am the media liaison, aka spokesperson for the Southern California chapter of the Satanic Temple. Um, and I've been doing, I've been in this role now for just since the beginning of the year. Um, but I've been a member for a long time. I, I think I became a member 2017, somewhere in there. Wow. 
Um, yeah, and what what really attracted me to Satanism and really the Satanic Temple in particular uh, was that I found that they shared the same core values that I have. I had looked at other Satanic organizations in the past just because I'm a curious person. And so, you know, it's like, okay, what's this all about? And I looked at other religions, Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, uh, Hinduism, Taoism. Uh, none of it, none of it seemed to fit because there was always something supernatural about everything. And I'm not a supernatural type of person. I, I like science and I tend to go where the science leads. So that was a huge threshold for any religion that I was going to be part of. And the Satanic Temple is a non-theistic religion. So that immediately struck, sparked my interest. And then the fact that they go beyond that and say that they don't actually believe in anything supernatural made it even more attractive to me. But then when I looked at their their tenets, their core values and stuff, it all just synced up so nicely with me that I was eventually I just got to the point where I was like, I can't ignore this anymore. I have to be part of this. Since you got into Satanism as an adult, um, what about your childhood? Did you have any religions growing up? Uh, so I was raised in a religious family, a Catholic, Roman Catholic family. And um, at an early age, I was about six when I made the argument with my mom that the world seems to change a lot and it always seems to be changing. And what if it just changed so it looked like it was created, but it really wasn't. It just keeps changing all the time. And then I made the uh, comment, then you don't need a God. Mm. <laughs> and that landed me in the rest of my life going to Catholic schools mm. because yeah. they immediately thought there's a huge problem here. Um, now, what that did in fact do uh, was it taught me a lot about religion and it taught me about why I didn't really believe in any of it, um, especially in my high school years because I went to a military Catholic school. Oh, wow. <clears throat> the military part was what I wanted. I, I had a fascination with the military. And my parents said, well, you can do that, but it's got to be a Catholic school. And so their job there really was to turn us into a bunch of chaplains. And so we did, um, we did uh, religious studies. In fact, from a military perspective, I think we had military class like one day a week. Religious training was daily. That's so... Well, they wanted us to be able to get out of school. We had, uh, we all, you know, it was all advanced classes and stuff. So we wouldn't have to spend as much time going to university. And if we went to uh, Catholic universities, we could get our masters of divinity and become priests after only four years, which normally it takes six to eight years. So, I mean, I guess that leads me into my next question. What do your, uh, you know, what does your family or, you know, maybe uh, childhood friends think about um, you practicing Satanism, being a part of the Satanic temple? Did you, I mean, obviously, you know, you questioning it at such a young age, you received pushback even back then. So how did that kind of evolve? Right. Yeah. So um, most of my childhood friends, it turns out, are atheists. <laughs> so uh, that that's not really an issue. Um, I think it, the funniest thing was when I told my wife you know, I came downstairs the one day from my office and I was like, I've made this decision. And my wife looked at me and she's like, well, it's about time. 
<laughs> she knew before I did that this was the direction I was going to go in. Uh, and my kids, they all, eh, for the most part, they're ambivalent. But my youngest, he he actually has been to an invocation and he loved it. He oh, loved being with the people because uh, one of the things about people in the Satanic Temple is as long as you agree with our core tenets, we accept you. We, you know, we don't judge people. Uh, we don't, we try not to judge people, I should say. Uh, but we, we are very open armed to everybody that comes our way. Uh, we don't proselytize. We don't try to convert people to our religion. But the people that gravitate towards our religion, we accept with open arms. I always find religion, it's one of those things where it's so stressful. And I think for the most part, you end up either excluding people or you end up... Um, just judging them like the entire time. Like, what are the core values of the Satanic Temple? What does say like Satanism mean to the Satanic Temple? Yeah. So, um, that, well, those those are two kind of similar questions um, because our core tenets don't actually even mention Satan. Right. And in fact, um, Hemet Meta of the uh, Friendly Atheist has commented on that, and he wrote a blog post a while back about how. Um, as an atheist who's, you know, not really vested one way or the other, he felt that our tenants far outweighed in a moral superior kind of way uh, the uh, Ten Commandments. Because our tenants are not telling you these are the laws and this is how you have to live. Our tenants are guidelines, right. you know, for how we think people should try to live. Um, you know, our first tenant... It is really the core of everything. And it starts off with, you know, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. Right. So we're starting off right out the gate with compassion and empathy, you know, and, and that's something that's really just, I, for me personally, uh, that grabbed me uh, because there's so much lack of compassion and empathy in the world today, it seems. Yeah. The second one is the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit, which should prevail over laws and institutions, right? I mean, if you've, if you've made a unfair, unequal law, then it should be overturned when we realize just how unfair and unequal it is. Um, our third tenant is one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. We respect the autonomy of the individual. Uh, the fourth one is the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. Uh, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego your own. I mean, that makes sense, right? If I'm, yeah. if I'm trying to hurt another person and, and violate their freedoms, then it's okay to detain me and stop me from doing that. Um, there's basically consequences for your actions. like Exactly, exactly. Um, our fifth tenant is that beliefs should conform to our best scientific understanding of the world and that one should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. And this is that's where the, you know, science says nothing about supernatural because what's there to say? It's, it's right. only focused on the real world. Mm. Yeah. Well, with these seven tenets, I, I find it to be um, like a march for activism. Do you consider yourself an activist? 
I do not consider myself an activist. I consider myself a Satanist. Mm. And activism just happens to come out of my my beliefs, my values. Right, right. Yeah, let me just finish up. The last two are real simple. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do their best to rectify it and resolve any harm they may have caused. And the final tenant, and this really goes to that point that you I, you were just asking about, is that every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. And the spirit of wisdom and compassion and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. And, and it's that that nobility in action and thought, I think, that goes to, you know, uh, how you how you project yourself into the world. If uh, there's, you know, there are people that are being um, like women, uh, their reproductive rights and stuff are being kind of squashed in a lot of states. So I would I would stand up and, and fight against that. And if that's called activism, okay, but it's really because it's my religion that's propelling me down that road. I'm not doing it just because I'm, you know, I've got this one niche uh, right. battle that I want to fight. I think that I think that the core values honestly, truly very much speak to our generation, particularly, I know so many generations, obviously, you know, open-minded individuals. Uh, it really does sound like common sense, you know, like a lot of it is just common sense that we should live, you know, like, tenants we should be living our lives by and it's it's wild to me that that it's not more that it's not common sense unfortunately in our in our society and that you know i do think there's such a misunderstanding um behind satanism i mean why do you think that people are so like why do you think people misunderstand it when it actually has such beautiful valuable you know considerate, considerate um you know core beliefs at the root of it Right. Um, so I think the biggest misunderstanding is people are coming at this from a usually a Christian or an Islamic background, um, more Christian here in the United States. But we've clearly seen chants about the United States being the great Satan from certain Muslim countries and such. Um, and that's because both of those religions do have a concept of Satan where Satan is the bad guy. He's the boogeyman who's out to get you. Right. And we really don't see Satan in that light. We look to the romance writers um, from the 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries, you know, really from the Enlightenment era. And those people, when they were writing and, and recharacterizing Satan, they really formed him in kind of like a noble hero who's going up and fighting against the authoritarian tyrant in the name of freedom and liberty, self-autonomy, uh, equanimity, and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, this kind of really did fly in with the times that the, these authors were writing. I mean, you had the colonies in the United States. Uh, well, they weren't the United States then. They were rebelling against England, and shortly thereafter, you had the rebellion in France. Those kinds of rebellions wouldn't have happened if people hadn't changed their perspective of God and Satan because to rebel against the monarchy was to rebel against God. Right. And that would make everybody a Satanist. So, you know, they had to change the, the, the storyline a little bit. But out of changing that storyline, you get this new narrative of Satan as the hero. And so that's how we view it. We we don't look at it from the Christian perspective. We look at it from our own perspective. Right. But it's that misunderstanding, that lack of 
you know, the, the, maybe it's the inability to bridge the gap in some cases uh, in knowledge for people. And in other cases, it may just be pure ignorance. They just, they've grown up with one thing. They don't know that we're looking at it from a completely different angle. With today's times, do you feel like um, like you're seeing religion used as like a weapon against us again? I mean, I know we've seen it in the past with other presidents, um, not to get too political, um, but do you find it using religion against us in a way that, you know, like my religious beliefs, um, you know, are making laws um, basically at this point? Um, do you feel like you guys are regrouping at this point or like you have to? I mean, I know you guys just became a recognized religion last year in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you guys talk about this? Is this something that's concerning or is this like just same old, same old? Oh, no, this is very much on everybody's mind. Um, right. So there is this movement collectively known as Christian nationalism mm-hmm. and it's different Christian organizations, whether they're evangelicals or the Catholic Church or whomever that are trying to recast the United States as a Christian nation. Right. And they want to impose their religious rules on the rest of us. Um, and so we've seen, you know, a lot of laws. I mean, not only against reproductive rights, but right. against trans rights, against yeah. gay and lesbian rights. And, you know, they're trying to pull back all the advances we've made in those areas. Uh, so, yeah, the Satanic Temple is very, very aware of all of that. And we're trying to do what we can to thwart that now. uh, And a big way that we thwart that is by saying, hey, right now, we're a religion. We're co-equal with all other religions. So if the Christians want to be able to do this kind of thing, and it's not all Christians, it's certain groups of Christians. But we say, hey, if you're going to do this, then we're going to do it as well. If you're going to have monuments on public property, then we want to have our monuments there. You're going to you know, try to pass your laws. We're going to try and undo them because before they become a problem for everybody else. Right. So, yeah. yeah, You know, it's really, it's like, I, I, I don't think society knows all of the, you know, all the good and all of the effort that is really, uh, again, at the root of this religion. I think it's such a beautiful thing that because you guys have now been recognized that you can literally fight for all of our freedoms that we so, you know, so many of us so greatly value that are at stake right now. And a lot of us don't know what to do. And I think that this is something, you know, that's like, you guys are tangibly can do something with this now being a recognized religion, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a big part of, you know, we've got to look out for one another and we've got to make the best of this world. And, you know, how good of a world can it be when we're excluding the rights of others? You know, when we're, we're diminishing others by saying, well, you're different, so you don't qu- quite count. Um, you know, in the Satanic Temple, I think most of us view ourselves as the other. We're the ones that don't count. So, yeah, we're going to try and do what we can to make a difference. Well, as a minority and a lesbian, um, I just want to thank you guys. I mean, um, yeah, no, I mean, you guys are everything that you guys stand for. Um, I think people need to be more aware of what you guys are standing for, just because you guys are fighting for what we want, um, especially in all generations. I think we're all trying to regroup at this point. And I think your direction is the way we have to go. Yeah. Um, and I think like I had kind of, you know, uh, touched on before that the core values and core, you know, uh, tenants really do speak to so much of our modern society, especially young people, I think really identify with that without maybe even knowing that that's 
what you know that that that's what satanism is um but like what diversity are you seeing amongst the satanic temple who do you see like attracted to the group currently is it a lot of young people millennials lgbtq ex-conservatives uh people of color women i mean who do you see kind of like you know flocking to the the movement i think you just named everybody (laughs) we have a lot of people from a whole range uh we've got uh, older people like myself, I mean, I'm in my 50s. Um, we've got younger folks that are in their, my son, my son's uh, 15. He wants to join, but I told him not till he's 18. Uh, <laughs> just because I want him to have a little bit more life experience before he goes right. diving into anything. Um, but our religion is a millennial religion. You know, it was born in 2013. Uh, or I should say it started in 2013. We got recognized um, last year, as you pointed out. Uh, And we've been recognized not only by the IRS, but we've also been recognized in federal courts uh, because one of the arguments that some of our court cases have had was that, well, we're not a legitimate religion. And so our voice shouldn't count. And our attorneys have been able to demonstrate in two separate cases that, yes, we're a legitimate religion and the judges have agreed with us. So are you able to, to speak on those cases at all? I would love to know. You know, um... uh, The one is a battle in um, Arkansas for getting our monument on, oh, right, right. Uh, the Arcu- uh, uh, on the state grounds. That actually got denied by uh, Arkansas's Senator Jason Rapert and uh, folks that he works with in their Senate. Um, however, the tactic switched and uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation and I believe the ACLU uh, are trying to get their monument taken down. Hmm. And so, you know, we... As long as they've got their monument there, we would love to have ours right there alongside it. But if if we're not allowed to have ours, then they shouldn't be allowed to have theirs. Mm-hmm. And then the other the other case was in Scottsdale, where um, we had uh, they they do uh, prayers invocations before their city council meetings, and we had a member that wanted to do an invocation, and they refused to let her to do it. And they came up with a bunch of different reasons for it. And we're still, I, I think we're still at a point where we're deciding whether or not to appeal that. Uh, but the judge in that case, one of the arguments was, well, you're not even a real religion. And the judge was like, no, nah, you're a real religion. So, <laughs> wow. Which is nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, that uh, again, it's, it's being recognized. Um, I did want to ask, is the Satanic Temple different than other Satanic groups? And, um, and if yes, like how so? Yeah, so um, I I tend to break it down into theistic versus non-theistic. So we're non-theistic. We don't believe in any gods. We don't believe in an actual devil. Uh, There are forms of Satanism that are a minority that consider themselves, they call themselves theistic Satanists, and they do believe that there is a supernatural entity of Satan. Uh, But even in those with those folks, I've met a couple of them. They they tend to be more, you know, they see Satan as the noble hero, not as the bad guy. Got it. But they just happen to believe he's real and we don't. Um, but then, yeah, the, the other major non-theistic Satan group is the Church of Satan uh, that was founded by Anton LaVey in the 1960s. Um, you know, I... I we do have a, a chart on our website, or we used to, that showed like the differences between our religion and theirs. Um, 
essentially they have a few differences like they believe that might makes right they do have a tendency they they claim they're not supernatural or superstitious but they they do have um magical rituals that they do and they they claim that that's not super supernatural but it kind of comes off to me as supernatural yeah. so you know those are differences between us uh that we have now i'm not trying to knock the church of satan i think there are some really nice people i have got friends that are members and an ex brother-in-law that was a member um but personally it the church of satan never rang true for me it was when i found the satanic temple that i went yeah this is the one i can get behind well interesting also um do you have your own type of form of like praying um on on your guys's temple that you would consider so we don't pray because prayer is really like mental telepathy with a supernatural entity which we don't believe in that right. um However, we do have invocations and um, rituals that we perform. So, an invocation really we're we're calling up aspects of our own self. We just put it in the guise of Satan, right? So, um, you know, if I view Satan as the noble hero who uh, rebels against authoritarian tyranny, when I, you know, call upon Satan to enter me and work through me in the world. What I'm really saying is, is that part of my my thinking? I want that to dominate in this particular moment, so that it's the focus of where I'm at. Um, and for our rituals, we do have rituals that we do, um, and you know, they're just they're really designed for community building. Uh, for emotional catharsis, things of that nature. They're not designed. I mean, a birthday party is a ritual. You do it every year. Right. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be ritual. Or, I mean, uh, religious, uh, supernatural in nature. You're not worshiping a god necessarily, but you're going through certain motions and you're doing certain things that can help bring people together, um, help people get through difficult times. Um, so yeah, we. We do have these kinds of things in our religion, and we do them. It's interesting because a lot of people think, like, they'll hear that we do black masses, and they think, "Oh, you're just trying to pervert the the Roman Catholic mass." Uh, no, <laughs> actually, our black masses are for us, and that's just really the term for the ritual. I don't. I've been to a black mass, and I don't recall us doing anything that perverted or pissed off Catholics. You know, it wasn't for them; it was for us. Right. So what is um what can you explain what what a black mass is? Well, originally, uh, traditionally in Christianity, that's what it was supposed to be was the inversion of the Catholic mass. Um, but with our black masses, I mean, we have people that, you know, there there has been um, there was the original black mass that um, was done in Boston a while back. And that was really, um, they were doing a reenactment of a black mass from a book called Labas. Um, but that really, it was a reenactment, you know? So, you know, we, we weren't doing it to piss off anybody, but it got notoriety because people let the cat out of the bag. We were actually doing it for uh, a cultural studies group at one of the universities. Oh. Oh, wow. But but it got out and all of a sudden everybody was freaking out and it was like, you know, this really didn't need to be as big of a deal right. as it was. Yeah. 
Uh, but, um, you know, as a, like, as a group also, you know, like how, who has been misunderstood, who has, you know, quite literally by some been treated as like somewhat of like a Salem witch hunt. Do you see any parallels in modern society with any other groups of people? Like in your perspective, who do you think is today's like modern, like, you know, witch hunt, if you will? Yeah. So, uh, well, Satan, Satanists still are under that, um, QAnon, is claiming that Satanists are trying to, uh, you know, run these pedophile uh, uh, human trafficking rings, which is completely absurd. Um, But in addition to us, I see uh, like anybody who comes from a uh, a Southern American or middle American country as being treated as somehow less than. I mean, we have a president who has referred to folks from those countries as being rapists and murderers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they're not. You know, I mean, yes, there may be a person that comes through that is, but we've got those homegrown, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you can't just vilify a whole crowd of people like that. And, you know, so I see that I see uh, even the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, they're being referred to as a bunch of thugs and criminals and, you know, whatever protests they're doing are just automatically marked up as riots when they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's there's a lot of... I think that this idea that uh, was promoted of making America great again it, it inspires people who think that a great America was a white Christian America and, and they fail to include everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, thank you for speaking on that. I mean, it's so it's so true. And um, again, like, you know, kindness and consideration, if we just kept that at the core of all of our values, I think this would be a much better place to live. Um, Absolutely. And I think, I mean, as you know, obviously you kind of just maybe answered my next question, but what current issues are important to you? Uh, to me personally, anything dealing with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I myself am, am uh, cis uh, hetero, but I have so many family and friends that are, you know, gay, uh, lesbian, uh, trans, that and questioning and buy and all that, uh, that, you know, I can't, that's important to me. I, I feel like that's a huge segment of society that's just been marginalized for so long that, you know, I, I really support, uh, the LGBTQ community. And I know the satanic temple, we have a, a lot of LGBTQ plus members as part of our, our religion. Um, and some of them are some of my best friends. So, you know, I, how could I, how could I turn my back on friends, you know? Yeah. No. And that's where I, I find myself so disappointed in my family and friends where, you know, you tell me you love me, but then you go and vote against me basically. Right. Um, and it is really just unfortunate. I, I'm, I'm 30 now and, um, I, I do regret that I don't have a closer relationship with my family, but I, I think for context, know, they're very religious. So. Very religious. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I just think it's so important to have such a welcoming environment 
Um, Because I just find religious, very religious people, unfortunately, the Christians were Catholic too. um, It's so stressful. It's very, I've always left like hating myself where I'm like, I'm going to burn in hell. Like Mm -hmm. um, all my thoughts, you know, it just, it was, it's always so stressful. So just to hear the consideration and just positivity that you guys are pushing for, it's inclusivity. It's so needed right now. I mean, just with elections coming up it's just it's coming to a point where you know what direction are we going you know 50 years backwards or you know are we moving forward um so i mean are you guys promoting vote voting in um oh yes oh yeah um our chapter has a an initiative right now to get people up to vote um that's awesome yeah that's really important because that's how we how we get our our voice out there Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah I, uh, no, I love that. And again, just uh, creating a place of community in a time where uh, it feels like things are so divided. Um, I really respect it. And I, again, I'm, I'm excited to uh, learn more about this and, and to our listeners, our friends, just people we know. I think that, again, this will speak to so many people who truly don't have just don't have an understanding, don't even have the knowledge, uh, never had the knowledge, never had, you know, any of the information. So I think it's really such an important, you know, topic. Um you know, to touch on. Uh, and I, and I think, you know, as you said, you guys are, um, you know, don't believe in any kind of like God's figures. So this perhaps will answer this question already, but what does the organization think about figures like, um, like the antichrist, you know, do you think that exists? Uh, no, no, we don't believe in any of the supernatural stuff, but, um, not even Trump. <laughs> no, uh, no, you know, he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> it. It's, it's interesting. Um, I can't speak for all Satanists right. on this, but, uh, from my own perspective, I, I, I defer to my tenets and compassion and empathy. And while I think he is wrong on a great number of things, I think that uh, maybe he can't be helped. He seems very narcissistic, but those who follow him, we can work to try and educate them and help them to better understand. Um, education and knowledge seems to be the enemy of any authoritarian kind of view, uh, because once you if, you, if you lack knowledge and understanding, then you have your prejudices, your fears, your insecurities. But once you start to understand things, then those fears get allayed and the, the prejudices seem to stop and people become more open and inclusive with one another. So I think that educating people is the key. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I think, and that's been... Um... And I, I, especially with social media, I think it's a challenge to, to, to be able to educate people and still um, be kind. Uh, I think we all are very triggered, you know, at this point in time, because a lot of, like we said, you know, things that are important to us, you know, gay rights, so many different things, you know, women's rights. I mean, my gosh, where to start, but it's hard to keep, you know, that tenant of kindness consideration when being so triggered, just to be like, you know, just to be, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, like you said, your, your family uh, kind of rejects you to a degree uh, because of their religious background. And so how, how do I go about educating them when they've already got this so planted into their minds? Um, and the, the way I really tend to think about it is just be yourself. And when they see the, the goodness that you bring into the world, it's really hard for them to then turn around and say, well, you're an evil, horrible person. Right. 
you know, and, and do it on them. <laughs> they may, but you gotta, you know, you gotta give it time. I mean, if especially if somebody's been raised with a, a, a religious point of view since they were a child and they've been indoctrinated in it, it's really difficult for them to escape that mental trap. I mean, and that's the thing I, I find it whenever I was um, growing up in religion, um, I just found myself so tired from being angry and like judging and just feeling guilty all the time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I just, it does concern me. Um, you know, we, we talk about having kids at a certain point. I'm like, I don't want to introduce religion. At, I, I think 18 would be a great age. I mean, it's just so stressful. It's, you know, you're already going through a lot in your own, you know, maturity and puberty even, you know, so... Um, yeah, it, it is interesting, like just how 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 far religion can get into people's um, beliefs and just being hateful at the end of the day. And there's so much more acceptance these days that even if some people don't understand it, I think that we're moving towards a a, a place where, again, I, I can only imagine people will be flocking in droves to this kind of movement because it speaks so true. I think on so many levels to so many of us. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of that, too. Uh, back when Trump won in 2016, we had a huge influx of people. And then when our, our, our uh, documentary, Hail Satan, came out, again, we had another huge influx. And, and we've honestly, we've been struggling to keep up with how many people have wanted to become members. That's awesome. And yeah, and we've got members um, in France, England, Australia. Um, all throughout the United States. So yeah, we're growing really quickly. That's beautiful. I love that. Again, community everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it's about. I mean, uh, that, that's a big core chunk of it is we have our tenants and we're forming community around those values. So it's, it's I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in uh, Zoom meetings and stuff because of COVID, we're, we're meeting virtually now. And I mean, there are so many times where people who have been locked in their house all day long and they get on those meetings and they're like, oh, it's so good just to be part of this community. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, especially in the time of COVID, like bringing people together and in the time of just, you know, the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, do you have any favorite satanic phrases or teachings that really speak to you, books? Um, other than um, Hail Satan, is there maybe other documentaries that you feel um, represents your uh, Satanism well? Um, so there's a book called Speak of the Devil by a man named Joseph Laycock that gets really into um, the Satanic Temple and its formative years. Um, the, the documentary Hail Satan is kind of like, to me, it was kind of like an appetizer, whereas the book was more of a uh, meal. Uh, because he gets so into it with everything. And and there's only so much you can demonstrate in a, in a documentary. Of course, yeah, in like an hour-long situation. Yeah, but we, we do have, I, whenever I talk to people, it's like, you know, we have a canon of literature that we, uh, that's on our website. Um, I think the book, the big one that a lot of people go towards is Revolt of the Angels by Anatole France. Um, we, in fact, our San Diego division of our chapter just finished uh, a book review of that last night. Um, so, yeah, we do book club things and we do other activities as a group. Uh, we, we have discussion groups about all kinds of 
you know, current events and how, how we filter them through the seven tenets and things of that nature. You know, what would Satan do kind of things. Um, but yeah, that Revolt of the Angels is a big one. Um, as far as sayings, I would say uh, I, my, my personal one is no gods, no masters. Just try to leave the place a little nicer than you found it. That's awesome. That's really good. No gods, no masters. Just try to leave the place a little nicer than you found it. I love that. Yep. That's that's a such a lovely way to to leave the conversation. I think it's such a it, again really rings true to what we need currently in the world, what we need in this country. I think what we all could use, you know, personally. And um, again, I'm I'm so excited that we learned. I feel like so much about Satanism. I, I no, but again, just the community. You know, it's really. Um, it's a beautiful thing and what you guys have cultivated and what, you know, the, the mission, I think it, again, being so misunderstood, but so truly beautiful. Um, I commend you all for your work. So thank Absolutely. you so much for talking to us. Oh, and thank you for having me. This was, this was a lot of fun. Again, such a pleasure. And, uh, we, you know, hope to, to chat again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. This episode of Millennials Revenge was powered by Anchor and Squadcast. Thank you again to Renee from the Satanic Temple for chatting with us. And if you like this episode, please download, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a comment. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Millennials Revenge. Thank you again for listening and we will be back soon.